Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's program. You are listening to Calvary Live, and I'm your host for the next hour, Jeff Biggs. And I am so privileged to be with you this afternoon, especially in the days in which we are in and the difficulties that we are seeing I will be your host. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. And I uh, want to be a voice of truth to you today. I want to be a voice of comfort to you today. I'm here to answer your questions and to take your prayer requests, to bring encouragement and edification uh, in any way that we can. And I'm so grateful that we can join together right now as believers in Christ and that we can receive the comfort of Christ, the truth of the Lord. Uh, the strength of the Lord, to encourage one another, to pray for one another, and that how we need that more than ever right now, than ever, ever uh, before. And, of course, I don't need to remind you that it has uh, been a difficult, difficult few days. Um, I remember a week ago doing the show, um, last week, and then uh, even on Tuesday, things have changed so much since then. And uh, so we want to be a blessing to you. We want to pray for you. We want to be informative to you. Uh, but more than anything, let's look to the Lord. So that call-in number is 303-690-3000. And there's a dedicated text line for you to be able to call, uh, or to text, that is, the call-in number, 303-690-3000. The dedicated text line is 720-336-0897. Those of you who are regular listeners to Calvary Live, you know those numbers, but if uh, you're not familiar with those numbers, put them in your contact. Call in number 303-690-3000, and then the dedicated text line. Make sure that you're in a safe place when you text. It's for texting only, and that is 720-336-0897. I want to welcome all of you here in, in Colorado and southern Wyoming uh, that are listening on Grace FM, whether it's in southern Colorado 101.7 or in northern Colorado uh, that strong powerful signal that gets up into southern Wyoming even to the panhandle of Nebraska 89.7 so blessed to be with you you're listening live on this uh, afternoon um, and I am going to date it we uh, know that those listening on the east coast on hope and truth fm you're week delayed uh, but as we find ourselves here on the uh, 16th day of March, um, then um, uh, we are uh, in a time where uh, we keep hearing more and more news um, about the COVID-19 and everything that is going on. Um, we do have listeners across the state in Grand Junction and Sterling, Colorado. Uh, we have those listening across the nation. want to welcome those who are listening on Truth FM and Hope FM on the East Coast. Uh, some areas of New Jersey, you guys are getting hit hard by the uh, COVID-19 virus and, um, and everywhere in the United States. 
And um, it's been a tough and difficult few days, tough and difficult week. Uh, and I just want to be able to uh, be able to give you the comfort of the Lord, to be able to give you the promises of the Lord. And I'm so grateful that we can come together right now. And so give me a call at 303-690-3000. Um, many churches uh, this last weekend had to make a decision and had to make that decision very, very quickly um, on whether to have services to gather together as believers. And, and um, many churches such as ourselves have decided that uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, do online services to keep the people from gathering here. And we're going to continue to do that um, as we enter into this week to the foreseeable future. We don't know when we'll be able to gather where we can gather together safely and responsibly and uh, with, uh, you know, uh, without concern of spreading this virus um, to embrace one another, to encourage each other, to fellowship with one another. And and so we're going to continue with our online services here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, uh, Wednesday at 7 o'clock and then on Sunday morning as well. And our, you can check it out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, um, as we have three Sunday morning services, but we're live streaming the 9.30 and 11 o'clock. It, it was a difficult decision to make, but um, the Lord led us into making that decision as it was last Wednesday night as we were um, updating everybody on uh, the concerns and what we were doing uh, as far as the church uh, with the COVID-19 beginning to spread that we are going to be proactive, not just reactive, and we're going to be practical. We're not going to be panicky. And, uh, and we decided that we are going to um, have, um, we made this decision last Friday, communicated it to the fellowship that there'll be no gatherings all week long uh, to prevent the spread, to, to try to flatline the curve of spreading that has taken place. And of course, we've heard the news today that our president is making recommendations uh, for the next couple of weeks that there be no uh, groups, 10 or more, that are meeting. And so uh, we uh, are going to honor that. We are going to try to um, continue to minister. And I think the discussion here uh, this afternoon is going to, and as far as me and the fellowship, of not just why we made this decision, we've already explained that, but I want the focus to be on what can we do now in these times um, to continue to minister? Uh, how can we bring comfort to people? How can we reach out to others? And this is an opportunity for the church to really uh, reach out with the love of Jesus Christ, to reach out to neighbors, to others, um, that we know to pray, to, to be continuing on in the Lord. And that's what I want the focus to be. And so perhaps you want to share with what the Lord has shown you. And remember this, that the Lord desires for us um, to uh, be ones that give words of edification, that is grace to the hearers. And that's what we want to do today. And um, to maybe share with what the Lord has shown you. Um, what the Lord has shown your family, how you can reach out to others um, in, with the love of Jesus Christ. You know, in the darkness, we're called to be light. In a time of confusion, we're called to, to bring comfort. Uh, in a time where it seems, you know, hopeless, that we have a message of hope. And this is a time for us as Christians to really, really 
begin to show the love to our of Jesus Christ to our neighbors and to others. And I pray that we would desire to do that and um, that we would uh, be ones seeking the Lord during this time. I know it's hard. Many of you, you've had to make decisions in your own personal lives about traveling, about uh, different things. Uh, We've seen uh, the country more and more shutting down. Uh, The NBA suspended its season. Major League Baseball is talking about a two-month delay in starting its season. Uh, The Hockey League, uh, you know, uh, the state basketball championships, March Madness, all those things that we're so used to um, are now uh, shut down uh, for for, um, health reasons and recommendations to the CDC and others in the medical profession. And now churches are going to online. And I'm very thankful for um, the... Uh, um, technology that we have. I'm thankful for Pastor Jim and Pastor Travis here at the church that have worked hard in, in being able to provide for us that we can do live stream, we can do uh, uh, Facebook uh, you know, messages, we can do Instagram, Twitter, all those things that are available. And, uh, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to do our best to continue to reach out to others and we're not closed down. And I want to make sure that um, that people understand we're still here. The pastors are still here to pray with you, to minister to you. One of the frustrating things that was today is our email uh, isn't working here at the church. So if you've emailed today and haven't received a response, it's for that reason. We hope to have it up uh, by this evening and working again. Uh, but give us a call. We're here to serve, to reach out, to minister in any way that we can, we're going to continue with proactive uh, kinds of measures as we're going to, as we cleaned last week, continue disinfecting and cleaning the church. Uh, but there's going to be no uh, uh, Bible studies taking place, men or ladies Bible studies, firm foundation classes, um, grief shares for right now. Uh, and we're going to uh, continue to minister in the best way we know how, the very practical way right now. So, um, please give me a call if you'd like to share or you need prayer, 303-690-3000. And, um, and we'd love to uh, be able to encourage you, pray for you, bless you in any way that we can. And, um, and, and let's, let's encourage one another. This show is more important than ever before. Um, it, it's an important show. It's a privilege to, for us to gather together. But now we get to really come together and to use this opportunity to get our focus on the Lord. So all lines are still open right now. Grab one of those open lines, and let's talk about the Lord. And I'm sure that that you're overwhelmed with all the information, with all the decisions you've had to make, uh, all the discussion. We can get overwhelmed with what's on social media, what's in the media um, coming on daily, hourly, Um, And so this is an opportunity for us now uh, till the top of the hour for us to be encouraged in the Lord and look to the Lord. So I hope that we can do that. Love for you to be able to uh, bring words of encouragement if you can, or if you got any questions, we'd love to bless you in that way. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number here at Calvary Live. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. And it's not only affecting you know, the, um, as we've seen, perhaps uh, as we get anxious or maybe we get a little bit concerning because as 
more than just the COVID-19 virus spreads. It has far-reaching effects, as we've seen in the stock market um, that is tanking. We know that it's affecting the economy in a lot of ways. And so we'd um, love to be able to, um, you know, bring that comfort and assurance that we have in the Lord to you. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. In the main, meantime, let's go to Paula in Aurora. Hi, Paula. Hi. Um, I've given you, you a today? call today. I have a question. I was going through uh, Matthew, and uh-huh. somebody asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he, or one of the greatest commandments, something like that. And he mentioned that uh, to love God more than anything with all your mind and soul, um, and then also to love your neighbor. So I wanted right. to know what, what it meant to love, um, and how do you show that? Like, what is it actually, like the, the Bible yeah. version, if you can give me any verses? That's such a, an important question, Paula, right now, because we're called to love others always, but especially in this time, I believe that we can show the love of Christ to others. It was that lawyer, that scribe that came and asked Jesus in Matthew mm-hmm. chapter 22, what's the greatest commandment in the law? And he said, love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, as he's quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. And then the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. It's interesting that yes. Paul the Apostle, later in the New Testament, he says that the law can be summed up in one word, and that is love. So this isn't, you know, the command given to us, the greatest commandment, love the Lord, love Him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, be dedicated to Him. Um, be surrendered to Him. Uh, and the way that we can love the Lord more is to know Him. Uh, as we read the scriptures, as we see his love for us, because the Bible says that that we love him because he first loved us. And I know for me, as I look at the love of Christ, his sacrifice for me on the cross, what he's provided for me, his goodness, his compassion, his gentleness, um, uh, his, his faithfulness to me. He's provided relationship with the Father through uh, the cross, how he's provided eternal life. Um, and, you know, to be able to come to him and be born again, I can't help but love him, right? And as I know him more, I love him more. And, and that is something that is a key for all of us, Paula, in our Christian life, is that, that we are to be ones, that we love the Lord, uh, to respond in him in love. It's the greatest commandment. And listen, we will do more in love than we ever will do under the law or trying to do things out of our own flesh. Uh, the love of God in our hearts, Paul says, it's the love of Christ that motivates us. Uh, the love of Christ shed abroad in our hearts. And then second of all, how we can love others is we love others with the love of Jesus Christ, and that is giving to others. Um, that is that we love people enough to give them truth. We love people enough to, uh, to give them the gospel. We love people enough to serve them and to care for them, give words of comfort to them. Um, and, and I think that's how we share our love with others. And I think this time uh, that what we're going through with our nation um, and, and the darkness that's out there um, and the confusion that's out there and the anxiety and worries that we can share the love of Jesus Christ. You know, one thing that the Lord has really impressed upon me, and I'm sure many people, is our certainty is in Christ. 
And people need to hear the love of Jesus Christ, that he is our hope, um, that he is the one that loved us so much um, that he died on the cross for us to give us a living hope. And, um, and so just reaching out in others with the love of Christ, gentleness, a message of truth, a message of uh, hope and comfort that we can give to others and just caring for others, right? Yeah, thank you. Can I bother you with one more question now that I got you? Sure. Um, sure. I, I, I want to live in faith, and um, I heard a lot, I hear a lot about fasting, and I want to do mm-hmm. it in a way that praises the Lord. Um, I want to know how to how to really live in faith. I he's helped me so much, and I've been a believer for a while. But but now I I, I have this fire to, to speak about him, and to learn and to read and and to pray. Um, but I want to do it in a way that praises him. Yeah, and as you do that, you're going to grow in faith. Romans tells us in Romans chapter ten that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And as you grow in the Word of God, you're going to grow in faith. And as you continue to have closeness with the Lord, and you're praying to the Lord, and trusting in Him, and resting in His love, you're going to grow in faith. And, you know, fasting is a great way to draw close to the Lord, because fasting is denying the physical to focus on the spiritual. Uh, But be in His Word. Uh, Stay close to the Lord more than ever we need to be drawn close to him during this time because during times of difficulties, people can have a tendency to begin to withdraw from the Lord. And um, I think that these days and weeks ahead are very critical for us as Christians that we want to be drawn close to the Lord. We want to continue in his word. We want to continue um, in trusting him and resting in his promises. And as you do, he's going to honor your heart and you're going to grow in faith. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I want to love him and praise him on the valleys and the hills and on all, all the good days and all the bad days. Yeah, and he's going he's gonna to honor that heart. Father, I pray for Paula as she desires to love you and to grow in faith and then be a blessing to others, express that love to others. It, it, it blesses my heart to hear that. So I pray that you would just grow her in your word and in your love, and Lord, that she would be able to share that with others as you lead her. And talk. you know, she wants to honor you with her life and, and grow in intimacy and closeness with you. And so, Lord, just do that work in Paula, drawing her to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessing, amen. sister. Thank you. Thanks for calling us. All right, 303-690-3000. Our desire should be to draw close to the Lord Uh, even as Paula said, in the valleys and in the hills. And so we want to continue on. We've got an open line, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Baltimore with Claude. Hi, Claude. Well, this is Pastor Jeff of Calvary Greeley. Yeah, but thanks for for calling. You're on Calvary Live. Um, Pastor Jeff, my name is Claude. I'm an ex-police officer, and I go out and feed the homeless on Sunday usually. I have an old ambulance that I bought to go out. Claude, you there? I don't know if we lost you. Oh, Claude, love to be able to talk to you. Somehow, Claude, you dropped, um, so we'll try to get back. Claude, you mentioned, and I know that you guys um, are out there, but anyway, um, we'll try to get back if we can. But let's go to, to Pat and Greeley. Hey, hey Pat, Pat, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? 
I'm doing fine. I wanted to share something um, that I saw the other day. You know, in the midst of this coronavirus, and this kind of fits in what you were talking about, you, you see a lot of ugly things. I mean, I've seen things on the news where people are fighting, uh, getting into fights over stupid things like toilet paper and hand sanitizers and stuff. And it it's really been kind of depressing, painting a, a picture of how depressing we've gotten as, as just people and neighbors. And the other day I'm walking in, in a Walmart and the shelves are empty and there's one pack of toilet paper left on the shelf and this guy goes down the the aisle grabs this pack of toilet paper off the shelf puts it in his basket then he turns around and he notices a handicapped person behind him uh sitting on uh the the wheelchairs that the uh supermarkets give you and he turns to her and he starts talking to her and saying something and then the next thing he does is he takes the toilet paper out of his cart and puts it in hers. It's like, <laughs> finally, you know, you see something uplifting and and, yeah. and true love. Watch, watching that was just uh, uh, uplifting in all the stuff that we're hearing on the news. And I thought I wanted to share that there are good things going on as well. Well, there is, and the news isn't always going to share that with us, Pat. And the thing is, is we can get overwhelmed. And 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 I understand. You know, I know people say the news media, you know, is being dramatic and all this stuff. I think it's really important as we're getting information that we sort through the information, uh, being wise about it. Uh, I think one of the uh, things that can really be um, discouraging is is all the things that bombard you that can weigh you down and social media and all of this. So I think we do need to be wise and to remember that the Lord is still working. And you gave an example of a person who gave. And that's why I want to really just kind of encourage during this time the Christians to be light in the darkness, uh, to give to others. This is a time to love your neighbor. We can get involved in all kinds of debates and um, you know, and things like that. And I know there's a time for that and there's a platform for that. Um, but for right now, I think it is critical for us as believers that we bring light to the darkness, that we bring truth to the confusion, that we bring comfort to the anxious, and and that we be um, a light and a witness in the community in every way that we can. This is an opportunity for families to gather together and to really pray and seek the Lord. This is an opportunity to check on our neighbors, uh, for us to check on brothers and sisters to see what they need, and to be able to give, and to give sacrificially. I, and so I appreciate the uh, encouragement, Pat. I appreciate the, the stories, and we need to encourage one another in those things. And, um, you know, I, I don't like what we're going through. I don't like the decisions that I've had to, to make, but we made the decisions based on, you know, trying to care for our fellowship and the people that are here and for our community. But now we want to to really talk about how can we reach out to others how can we share the love of Christ to others? How can we be a light in this community? And um, the church is the people. And uh, on Sunday, it was so weird, Pat, coming here and the parking lot's empty. 
and the sanctuary is empty. Um, but uh, I know that I have a peace in our hearts that we did that. Uh, there is no social distancing here. Um, we're crammed together. People love to embrace each other. Um, we have a fairly small building that we put a lot of people into. And for the sake of, of just health and concern, we chose to go online and uh, we're going to continue to do that. And uh, But there are things that we can do. And and the example that you gave, that we can think of others, we can encourage others. Um, I remember I uh, was talking to somebody um, that I was getting a, a little breakfast on Sunday morning at a donut shop and just was able to ask the person, you know, how you guys doing? Uh, how you guys you know, getting along and just tears in their eyes. They just said it's hard and, and um, difficult. And, and just to be able to bring some encouragement and uh, to, to offer to pray with people. Uh, people are more open to that than ever before. Um, to, to be able to give, um, you know, just those words of comfort that people need more than ever and um, to be a light. And, and I hope that we take uh, the opportunity to do that. So, Pat, I appreciate the example that you gave. Um, it is so, so critical um, that we do that. All right, Pat? Radio all the time. I visited your church, and I and I had the uh, honor of sitting in a session that you gave. So I, I know the layout of your church, uh, but I, I just want to encourage you uh, about making that right decision. Our church, too, decided to suspend services just this last week. Um, our congregation is um, pretty elderly. We have a lot of elderly, and our pastor didn't want to take the chance of seeing that the elderly are when they get this, and if they get it, uh, they seem to struggle with it more difficultly. So um, we all kind of agreed. Uh, I'm a deacon at that church, so we all kind of agreed the same thing for the good of the congregation. And we can't chance gathering 100 people together um, and uh, spreading, especially because of the makeup of our church. Right, right. And, so, and a, you yeah. know, and there, there is concern um, for, you know, our sheep and for the community as well. And so I look forward to when we can meet together. I look forward to that when we can do that. But, you know, in the meantime, you know, I, I'm so grateful that we have the means of, of live radio, that we have the means of, um, you know, online services uh, to be able to uh, be on the radio live right now, uh, to be a voice of truth and a voice of comfort. And that's what I think that we can do right now um, to tell neighbors, you know, this is an opportunity for families to 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 have neighbors come over or other family members. Uh, it was such a blessing, um, Pat, on Sunday afternoon. I came home, and it was just kind of weird, and, and, you know, nobody was there. Know. And, and, <laughs> and it was strange, but people were texting me, and um, they were showing how they had it up on the TV, they, the online, and they had invited people over. That's such a tremendous blessing. So there's still ministry to do. The church is still here and vital and alive mm-hmm. because we believe in a living Savior. And we, we have, I'm so grateful for Grace FM uh, to be able to bless people, give words of truth and encouragement in, to others during this time. So we have a powerful ministry, 
And um, the church, uh, we know, is not the building. Uh, but to be able to check on other brothers and sisters and uh, continue to do that. So thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. Pastor, you have a blessed day. You too. All right. God, God bless you. And we do. And, and this is for all Christians and churches. And, um, you know, that uh, we can still minister, encourage. We need to do that. Um, we want to do that. Uh, we want to um, be a light to others. I, I think that uh, as we find ourselves in, in these days that we are in and um, that we can minister to our non-Christian friends, to our Christian friends, brothers and sisters, uh, and just pray about how we might do that. Hey, we're going to go to break. Uh, We got open lines, I believe. And uh, so give me a call, 303-690-3000. Just share how the Lord, what he's showing you and be an encouragement and love to have you call in. We'll be right back in about two minutes. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. This is Pastor Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. And so blessed to be with you and want to bring encouragement and comfort and edification to you. Uh, this afternoon in a time of difficulties, and know this, that remember that sometimes when we go through difficulties, uh, and maybe some of you, you're thinking COVID-19, it's the, the, you know, something that I'm not primarily worried about. Uh, maybe it's economic reasons. I know that um, that this is having economic impact up here in, in Weld County uh, as we are dealing with the oil industry and, of course, the oil wars between Saudi Arabia and Russia and then other factors involved. Um, there's impact here. Maybe it might be because of your health, uh, not dealing with COVID-19, but other health issues, maybe because uh, of relationships, there's strain, there's um, relationships that are severed, and you're hurting right now. We want to bless you. We want to encourage you um, in every way that we can. We want to bring you words of truth and comfort. And so give me a call at 303-690-3000, or you can text a prayer request or ask a question uh, at 720-336-0890. Nine seven, and we just want to bless you. And uh, this is an opportunity and time, as we've been talking about, um, that we can be a blessing to others. Reach out with the love of Jesus Christ to our neighbors, to other brothers and sisters. I talked to a, um, a dear sister uh, this morning that uh, she just called. She just needed to be encouraged. Um, she's in her home. Um, she doesn't have a lot of contact with people. And just to be able to pray with her, be able to bless her in every way, um, we want to be able to do that. So pray about how you can reach out to others, how you can bless others. Um, we got a couple open lines, but I want to go to Anthony, who was waiting before the break in Westminster. Hi, Anthony. Anthony, you there? Anthony, are you there? All right, maybe he dropped. Hey, Anthony, sorry you dropped, but you did. Uh, you're going to a friend's church and can't quite figure out why. Um, 
you feel uneasy, but you're asking a good question, what should you look for in a good church? And a good church is going to be one that, first of all, is going to be faithful to teaching the Word of God, um, and you know, preferably one that is going to teach you all of God's Word, and then second of all, that's going to love the people. Uh, people ask me, what is the, you know, the vision of Calvary Greeley? I tell them very simple, to make sure that you are the best fed, best loved sheep in Greeley. And so that's what you want to look for and where you can be encouraged and where you can be prayed for and uh, grow in the Word of God, uh, grow in the love of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and um, that's what you're to be looking for. It's so important today in, in this world in which we are living in. So love to, to have you call back if you get a chance, um, but uh, that uh, should be the priority. Are, are they faithful to the Scriptures and giving you the whole counsel of God's Word? And then second of all, are they, they loving you with the love of Jesus Christ? And, um, and those two things are going to be the sign of a healthy church. Um, I do want to, uh, there was a text message that came in uh, that I want to um, just kind of address. It says, uh, as the rest of the world, um, I'm full of anxiety and fear. My heart is just feeling, feeling doomed. I have anxiety in general, but I wanted to ask, do you think that this is happening because it is the end times? I know that Jesus will come like a thief, but I'm scared for what is to come, Amber. And, and Amber, I just want to bring you encouragement. I just want to, to bring you uh, words of comfort. When Paul was writing to the church at Thessalonica, he would write about the rapture of the church, and he would write about the day of the Lord. And he said, comfort one another with these words. And I want you to know as a Christian, we have a glorious future that's ahead of us. And what we're seeing with this is Jesus talked about the birth pangs, and there's a lot of voices out there that are saying this is God's judgment on the world, uh, this is you know um, the end of the world, whatever the case may be. We want to know what the Word of God says. We want to keep everything in context. Jesus said that there will be birth pangs. There's going to be wars, rumors of wars. There's going to be famine, pestilence. Uh, there is going to be earthquakes in various places but the end has not come. This is the beginning of sorrows or birth pangs. And of course, birth pangs are uh, when a woman is in going into labor and she begins to go into labor, the, the birth pangs come to where the contractions uh, begin to happen more intensely, more frequently as she gets closer to delivering that baby. And we know that the birth pangs, the same things, the signs of the end of the time, that Jesus told us about, that I believe that these are birth pangs and, and that uh, eventually it's going to all culminate in the tribulation period that we read about in Revelation chapter 6 through 19, uh, where we see that the first four seals opened up, uh, that uh, it speaks of war and it speaks of uh, pestilence and famine uh, and difficulty that will come upon the whole earth and it will culminate uh, to where it will lead eventually to the birthing of of a new kingdom. That is Jesus coming back in his second coming at the end of that seven-year period and establishing his kingdom. And so Amber, he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, uh, but of power and love and sound mind. Paul was writing that, and I want to to really put it in context because that verse has been expressed a lot. And, um, and Paul was at 
in a place that it was very difficult. He was thrown in a man Martin dungeon, uh, and he's saying to Timothy, Timothy, that we have the promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ. And he says that as Timothy would have this daunting task of pastoring the church, dealing with all the internal, you know, uh, things that were taking place and having to deal with the false teachers and things like that. And then the external forces of persecution, Caesar Nero had raged war against the church. It was scary times. And that's where Paul says he hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. And we're to comfort one another with these words. And I want you to know this, Amber, as you text this in, that he loves you and uh, you stay close to him and allow him to protect you and, and to grow you and to strengthen you. And he wants to do that work. But Amber, we have a glorious future as Christians, um, and, and we have the promise of eternal life. And, and it's really important for all of us as Christians to keep our focus on eternity, um, to keep our focus on um, the blessed hope that we have. And in the meantime, to occupy till he comes, to be a light, to be an encouragement to others. And so, Amber, you don't have to be afraid. Um, And the Lord says that we don't have to be because he's with us and he loves us and his promises are true for us. So I want to encourage you in that, um, in every way um, that we can look to him and that we can uh, just bless others and and be comforted ourselves. Uh, I kind of want to read to, uh, I was looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, and uh, if we have a little bit of time, uh, as Paul is writing this early epistle to a church that was going through persecution, and and he writes about how I mention you always in my prayers, and he goes on to say um, that uh, we have the power of the Holy Spirit uh, as uh, we have the gospel not only come to you in word, but in the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, the Lord living in your heart, giving you the courage and the comfort that you need right now. So I just want to encourage you in that way. Hey, let's go to Mary Ann in New Jersey. Hi, thank you so much for taking me. Um, how are I have you? A question. How are you doing? I am Sorry. doing good. I, I wanted to know, um, I was listening to what you said about what Paul said in First Corinthians um, about it being unlawful for him to speak about what he saw in heaven. And I listened mm-hmm. to these near-death experiences, and I wanted to know from you, do you think it's not credible because he says it's unlawful? Do you think it's unlawful for everyone, or should we not listen to the near-death experiences? That's, that's all I can say is that what Paul said, that when he went to the third heaven, that it was unlawful. I saw things that were, you know, unlawful for me to utter and stuff. And because there's people that have the near-death experience or they had visions of heaven, you know, it's an experience that they had. And I, I don't want to say that they didn't have that. I don't want to say they didn't have that vision. Um, but so much focus can be on those things. So I just... Um, you know, want to uh, give people a biblical perspective of what Paul said. And, and I think that you're weak delayed. Um, we had that discussion last week. I can't remember the exact uh, discussion that we we're having with the caller. Um, but Paul, I was just expressing, Paul said that when he went to the third heaven, I think somebody was asking about who it was that was there. He said, I saw things that were unlawful. 
to clarify okay. that for me. Thank you so very much. Yeah, and you know, we we know this heaven is real, right? Sure. And then the second thing, Marianne, was that I think when Paul had that experience, he saw heaven. He said it was so incredible. It, you know, words can't express, unlawful for me to utter. But he was more determined than ever to give the gospel. And he gets up from that stoning, and what does he do? He goes right back into Lystra. And I think, wow, how do you stop a guy like that? Because uh, I would have been on the first bus out of town if I went through that. But he knew heaven was real. And in Second Corinthians chapter five, when he, you know, is writing that epistle, he says about the resurrection, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Uh, he goes on and he says that we have the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ uh, that we get to stand on to receive rewards for what we have done in the body, whether good or bad. And then he says, thirdly, he says, that it's the love of Christ that motivates me. I mean, Paul had seen heaven. He knew heaven was real. He he knew that um, that the Christian who breathes their last and closes their eyes is going to see the Lord. And he says, it's the love of Christ that compels me to continue to give the gospel because it was real to him. And heaven should be real to us because we know that we have the hope of eternal life in heaven and being with the Lord and one day stand, standing at the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ. And and I like I think it was Warren Worsby that said that heaven is not just a, a, a destination. It, there's a motivation, and, and that is that we get to stand before our Lord, to be with him forever, and that should motivate us in his love for us to give the gospel and to live for him. Because this world's not where it's at, is it, Marianne? Nice. Okay. Oh, it, yes. It, Thank you so very much. You just you are clarified welcome. that in a way that I, I can't even do. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Thank you for all that you do. You too. You guys, you be. You take care out there in New Jersey, okay? We sure will. You too. You too. Okay. All Thanks right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. You bet. Let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for our brothers and sisters that um, are out there. Heaven was real and and um, it, it's so uh, incredible to know that uh, that we do have a blessed hope. Um, there is a, a question. I can't remember if I answered this or not, but how can we bring comfort to others during this time? I think that we can bring comfort by giving words of truth and giving words of, of encouragement to others. I remember I was thinking about, I was talking to somebody that when I was a kid, that uh, we had we lived in an old Victorian home in, in Kansas, and uh, we had a basement. And you go down the steps about five, six steps, and then turn left, and then go down some more steps. But we had a freezer down there, and once in a while, uh, mom would want us to get something out of there. We needed to go down there. The dryer and washer was down there. But I remember at night when it was dark, it was it was dark down there. And uh, you had to go down the first four or five steps to turn the light on uh, where there was a little landing and then uh, the, the lights would come on in the basement. And I remember that when I was a kid, uh, that going in the basement, uh, you had to kind of be in that darkness for a little bit, go down four or five steps. But as soon as I turned the light on, it brought such comfort to me. And um, and the fear would cease and, and the anxiety would cease and 
you know, most kids are kind of scared of the dark and kind of a creepy basement. So how we can comfort others is that we can give them light and we can give them truth and we can give them the love of Jesus Christ. And uh, it was Paul the Apostle in Romans chapter 8 that said, what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall it be tribulation or famine or or uh, um, difficulties or, or whatever the case may be? He said, no, those things don't separate us uh, from the love of Christ. Uh, and we can know that his love remains. Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, uh, sword, any of those things. And, and none of those things will separate us from his love for us. And so bring comfort to others by giving them truth and giving them the, the love of Christ and the light of Jesus Christ. We as Christians can bring light into the darkness. And, and that's what I hope that we do. And we can pray for others. And just, you know, uh, sometimes we are a little bit afraid of, of praying for somebody and uh, you'll be amazed that as the Lord leads you, that there's been times where I said, hey, can I pray for you? And they said yes. And it just brought comfort to them or encouragement to them. Um, so um, so um, just, you know, just want to encourage you that you can do that as a Christian to others who are around you. Um, so uh, give me a call. we got open lines. Um, um love to be able to talk to you 303-690-3000 and um I know that many of you that these things are weighing on your heart and on your mind uh but the Lord's going to see us through and uh this is an opportunity to grow we are in Jeremiah last Wednesday and in Jeremiah chapter 12 I, I think it was uh, a reminder for us and Jeremiah was going through a difficult time and uh, even from his own uh, town, uh, Anathoth, and uh, the priest coming against him. He was from a priestly family. And, and the, as he is saying, Lord, this is hard, this is difficult, the Lord said that if you can't contend with the, the foot, you know, footmen, how are you going to run with the horsemen? And, and in other words, the Lord was saying, Jeremiah, I want to strengthen you. I want to help you. I want to, uh, for you to look to me. And, and that's what he wants to do right now in this time that we are going through. He wants us to be strengthened as we just look to him and as we just uh, continue to um, trust in him and rest in his love. I, I was uh, there um, again reading from First Thessalonians chapter 1. I, I just want to share a few things that were on my heart that hope is an encouragement and I want to read it to you that Paul writing says, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God, our Father, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us in the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believe. And for from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith towards God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, 
and how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. And I think that First Thessalonians chapter 1 uh, is just an encouragement to us at this time because Paul's writing to this church that was young. He only preached three Sabbaths that we know of uh, as you read the book of Acts. And this was a church that uh, they were ones that, um, that uh, were growing, showed maturity and strength in the Lord. Paul says, we give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers. So we are to do the same thing. May we be thankful for one another. We, may we be thankful for the church. May we be thankful to the Lord that we have him during this time and, and making mention of each other in prayer, praying for one another. And so that's what we can do. Uh, we can uh, proclaim the gospel. We can pray for one another. And I hope that you're doing that, that you're praying for your pastors, for your church leadership, that you're praying for your community, that you're praying for the leaders of our community. We need to be praying for our president and our vice president, for our leaders in Washington. We need to be praying for the leaders that um, are in the CDC, the medical professions. Uh, We need to be praying for um, leaders in our state, in our communities, in the decisions that they're making and in our churches, but praying for our brothers and sisters as well. And then in verse 3, it says um, there that remembering without ceasing your work of faith, your labor of love, and patience of hope. Uh, your work of faith, to have faith in the Lord uh, that's going to produce good works, that is going to show a labor of love, loving others, and in the patience of hope, knowing that that we have a glorious future uh, with the Lord in the hope of eternal life. And then, as I read in verse 5, we have the power of the Holy Spirit um, in us. The gospel is not just, um, you know, we have the gospel that is real. It comes to us in word. We're born again by the Spirit of God, and then we live the gospel by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then in verses 6 and 7, and this is where I want to encourage you in, um, is that you became followers of us and the Lord having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit. So you became examples to all in Macedonia. This is a time where we can still have joy. We can have joy even though it's difficult. Uh, joy is just that peace and assurance that the Lord is with us. His promises are true. He's working in our lives. He's going to provide in every way. And um, and he says, you're followers of the Lord, that we would follow him. And then second of all, that we would be the examples of the Lord. And and I hope that we are, that we're examples of one that, um, that we just uh, reach out to others, to minister to others, to love others in the love of Christ. And they were an example of that. He says, man, I know your work of faith, your labor of love and patience of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, I want to go to Jay in Lakewood. Has a prayer request. Hi, Jay. Hi, Pastor. Uh, yeah, I was uh, telling your uh, gentleman about, I have uh, two nephews in Las Vegas that are, they're in hospice right now. And okay. they're both non-believers, uh, as far as I know. I haven't been out there for a while. So anyhow, I'd like prayer about that. And then uh, what I'm supposed to say to them, um, to lead them, you know, have the Spirit lead them to the Lord when I'm there. And my older brother's there, and he's 84 years old. 
And so wow. I don't know exactly what's going on in his life either. But anyhow, I haven't been keeping in contact with them. So uh, I'd like prayer about that. And then I would, the, the, the question, I don't know if I, he probably wrote it down about, it says 5,000 will fall at my left and 10,000 at my right. I'm not supposed to be worried about it. And I don't yeah, remember you know, where that is. I got my Bible, I pulled over, and I just picked up my Bible, and I can't, I haven't found it yet. It's in Psalm 91. Oh, okay, um, thank you. In, in verse 7, and matter of fact, I taught on this this weekend, and one of the things that I'm doing while we're doing online services is we just started Matthew's Gospel, and, um, and as... Uh, you know, we're now online. I, I'm going to change course until we can all be together again. And, and I want to do a series called Comfort from the Psalms. And I actually taught on this psalm um, in verses 1 through 6. And as I did, he, he says in verse 6, as he's saying that the Lord, that we can dwell in the secret place, um, abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He's our refuge, our fortress. I trust in Him. And he will deliver us from the snare of the fowler and the, from the perilous pestilence. So what David is saying in that is, you know, the the snare of the, the fowler, the one who traps birds. You know, as we hear news about all this stuff, we, didn't you kind of feel trapped in some ways, Jay, that, um, God, it just seemed like you got backed into a corner. People have to make decisions. Uh, it's overwhelming. And the Lord desires to, to deliver us from just that overwhelming anxiety and to bring us peace as we just abide under the shadow of his wings, as we just look to him. And, and then from the perilous pestilence, does that mean automatically that no Christians will die from this? No, but it's speaking of danger. It's speaking of that that brings darkness is what it is. And the Lord desires for us to keep that living hope that is in him. And so he goes on, a thousand may fall at your side, a 10,000 at your right side, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see with the reward of the wicked. What David is saying is as long as we're staying close to the Lord and dwelling in his secret places, he hides us in his love, in his provision, um, that he's going to to work in our lives in a very, very wonderful way. So that it is a comforting psalm that is given to us. But Father, I do pray for Jay as we're getting close to the end of the show, his two nephews in hospice in Vegas, Johnny and Eddie. I, I pray for them. I pray that uh, the gospel would come to them, that they would receive it, um, the love of Christ, that it's not too late, that uh, that um, you would open up their hearts to you, and, and Lord, that they would hear it, respond to the gospel in, in their last days, and Lord, that you would just, um, just be with Jay, his family, out there um, just to be able to see salvation come to them and minister to them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. And when you I get bet, back, Jay. I'll come up and visit you again. I'd love for you to do that. <laughs> okay. okay. God Thank bless you, you very Jay. kindly. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Hey, well, we got a little time, Robert and Centennial. Hi, Robert. Hey, Pastor. Robert. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Fixing to head home from work. Not a blessed day. Okay, we got a couple minutes so we can get through this. You have a question for me? Yes, sir. Uh, my question is uh, in the book of Exodus, I believe. Uh, it's 
before Moses goes to Pharaoh, uh, is like the passage right before, right after it says, his wife said unto him, thou art a bloody husband unto me. And it says right. the Lord was fixing to slay him. Who exactly was he talking about the Lord slaying? So here, here's Pharaoh. Uh, I mean, here's Moses going to go to Pharaoh. He's going to lead the children of Israel out. And so I'm going to read it for the sake of our readers and then sum it up very quickly. Um, that it came to pass that at the encampment that the Lord met him, sought to kill Moses. Zipporah took a sharp stone, cut off the foreskin of her son, and cast it at Moses' feet, and said, Surely you're a husband uh, of blood to me. And so the Lord let Moses go, and then she said, You're a husband of blood because of the circumcision. What I think is there, which is an important um, application for us is Moses, you're about ready to lead a nation, but you haven't led your family. And it was circumcision that was part of the covenant. Moses ignored that, and his wife had to take the lead and circumcise his son. Uh, of course, Moses was on the ground, pinned by the Lord, but the Lord was saying, Moses, listen, you got to take care of things at home before you can go and minister to the nation. That's so important for guys. I tell them that. Before they go into ministry, they want to minister to people, to you know, be a pastor, um, you know, to a church. But you got to make sure that you're ministering at home and you make it a priority, and that you're leading at home because your ministry starts there to be a shepherd to your kids, uh, to make sure that they're being ministered to in a way that God has called you, and then you can minister to the church. So, the, an important application. Uh, that we can make as we look at that. Hey, thank you, everyone. Looking forward to talking to you again. Be in prayer. Keep looking to the Lord. Reach out in love to others uh, during this time. And God bless you. Know that he's with you. He loves you. He'll never leave us or forsake us, and we can be comforted by him. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.